Well, I am definitely thankful for Mark Zuckerberg. Very, very, very thankful for that nigga today. What's up, y'all? Back for another episode of Politically Incorrect. Um, shit. Appreciate you for listening. Recording this on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, hopefully I'll get this out Thanksgiving Day, but, you know, whenever you hear this, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday. Stay safe out there. Let's go ahead and jump into it. First off, a little house cleaning, a little, uh, behind the scenes, because, you know, I like to be transparent with you niggas. Uh, the episode that I did with Steven, uh, it was a very, very, very fun episode. Uh, we definitely got into a lot of baby mama drama and some things that he's had to deal with and battle through. And I'm very excited uh, with getting that episode up. Had of an, a bit of an issue with the audio, but I am going to be working on that uh, the next couple of days. And hopefully I'll get that one out real soon. Um, that's going to take a lot of work. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That was a great story and I definitely want to get that out there. Uh, so when I do get that out there, please, please, please listen to it. Listen to it. It was very, very, very informative and it's very unfortunate that he had to deal with some of the things that he had to deal with. Um, but that's just what it is for men in the world of today, especially, uh, for baby daddies. So yeah, please, please go listen to that. Go listen to that. Uh, now, I recorded a couple of episodes earlier this week that I didn't put out for a multitude of reasons. So I'm going to do a little bit of a recap. I know it's been a while since some of these things took place, but fuck it. It is what it is. Uh, So first off, I want to talk about LeBron and the uh, whole fiasco in Detroit on uh, Sunday. So it's not a surprise to anybody listening to this podcast uh, that I hate LeBron James. Um... Well, better yet, I hate the persona of LeBron James. I'm sure LeBron James, the actual person, is a very cool person. Very, very cool person. But I hate the way that uh, he's portrayed in the media and the way that uh, he carries himself within the media. Like, everything he does is for media. Uh, I don't really fuck with that. Um, But, you know, get it how you live. Get it how you live. But anyway, LeBron inadvertently... You, you should be able to hear the air quotes inadvertently uh, hit Isaiah Stewart in the face um, with the elbow and a fist kind of at the same time, kind of was one really quick motion. Um, now, some people are of the belief that it wasn't intentional. Um, I think if you look at it, it was very much clearly intentional to hit him. He intended to hit him. He did not intend to hit him in the face. He did not intend to uh, gash his eye, give him five stitches, leave that nigga leaking. That wasn't his intention by any means. So, like, I hate LeBron, but I am attempting to be objective with LeBron. And if you actually are, you know, a competent thinker, you know, I'm pretty much always uh, objectively speaking on LeBron. I just speak the the other side of the objective truth um there is the quote-unquote factual truth uh quote-unquote statistical data proof um but i like to speak on the uh other truth um so you know whatever whatever it's all perspective now i'm not gonna get into the whole lebron not really wanting to smoke with him because lebron he i mean look he did not mean to do he did not mean to cause the harm that he did, but intent does not matter to the person that got hit in the face. 
Um, a lot of people are getting on Isaiah Stewart's ass for like not like charging him up immediately after the fact and like doing the whole thing after. And I'm not gonna lie, and that shit was hilarious. Like as he's walking to the bench, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Nah, fuck that!" Like I gotta go. Like I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. That that was, I don't know, I don't know. That was, it was funny to see, fun to see. Um, gladly it didn't escalate any more. Uh, for a lot of reasons, even though as a fan, as a fan of drama, I mean, I would have loved to have seen it escalate to. <laughs> malice of the palace levels but from a humanity standpoint i'm glad that it didn't um now what came from that was isaiah stewart was suspended for two games lebron was suspended for one and honestly i did not expect the nba to suspend lebron james because the lakers next game was against the knicks in the garden but i'm gonna throw lebron a bone and you lebron fans i'm gonna throw y'all a bone even though it was just a one game suspension for lebron I think that one game actually means like 10 to 15. And here's what I mean by that. Because that game was the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, regardless of the Knicks uh, standing and how they've performed the past 20 plus years, uh, that's still the mecca of basketball. That's still where a lot of people want to play and have their best game. Uh, so LeBron not having that opportunity and he's getting older. What's your year 57 or whatever. He's like 106 years old. Uh, so not having that opportunity to play in the garden uh, that that actually I, I would think that that hurts a lot. Now, granted, he did play in the East for a number of years and had the opportunity to play there twice a year for a long time. Um, but he, he's getting older and he's having less and less of those opportunities. And I think LeBron is starting to realize, like, he's starting to get to his last legs of a lot of things. Like he's sure I'm going to sure he's going to play another three, four or five years or whatever, but he's starting to take, take all of these opportunities um, more seriously. Um, he's going to, he's starting to take these more to heart because he, nothing's, nothing's promised. He can't take anything for granted. Um, it's obviously not, but who knows what happens. That could very easily be the last three or four times that he has the opportunity to play in Madison square garden. Uh, so I, th I think that one was, uh, I think that, I think that was, I think that was tough. I think that was tough. I mean, I don't think he's losing too much sleep over it. Um, obviously financially, he's not losing too much sleep over it. Um, but just for the impact of, you know, him and legacy, uh, cause that's what you're playing for in these later years of your career. Uh, that I, th I think, I think that hurt him a lot. Now, as far as Stewart, had that been anybody else and he reacted, he may have even reacted there. He might've showed a little restraint because it was LeBron James initially. Um, but I think it was actually good for Stewart that it was LeBron James because we all knew that Stewart was going to get more games than LeBron uh, for the way he acted the other night. But since LeBron only got one game, the league was like, all right, we're just going to give you two. Had that been anybody else and he reacted the same way or possibly even worse because it was somebody else, uh, that person would have gotten a more severe suspension, I believe. I'd probably say maybe to the tune of between three to five games. And let's just assume that Isaiah Stewart reacted in the same way or more because it was somebody different. He definitely would have got more games. We knew that he was going to get more games than uh, the instigator because of the way he reacted. So... For him, it was kind of a good thing that it was LeBron because the NBA doesn't want to have LeBron sitting out too much, uh, at least not when he's healthy. So that was beneficial for Stewart, beneficial for both parties. Um, but yeah, 
we all know LeBron's not a dirty player. Like that doesn't need to be said, but that continues to be, or that continued to be, you know, aired across all the airwaves. Like nobody's accusing LeBron of being a dirty player, but you did a dirty play. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to have a history of being a murderer to be a murderer. You don't have to have a history of being a burglar to be a burglar. Like if you do it, you did it. It is what it is. So that whole argument I think was kind of stupid, but you know, that's what LeBron fans and stands do. They, you know, always shift the conversation to something completely different from what it was, but you know, whatever I digress. But LeBron stayed in the news this week um, with his, um, the whole, the snitch uh, with them playing the Pacers the other night. Uh, he had two fans ejected from the game because they were heckling him. And LeBron does have a bit of a history of not taking uh, heckling too kindly, um, especially from guys on the court. But from what is rumored to have been said, I want to say I understand, but I also want to believe LeBron has had much worse things said to him. Now, obviously, I'm not a father. I have no children. But if somebody says, I hope your child dies in a car accident. You could say LeBron showed great restraint by, you know, not reacting in a more demonstrative, demonstrative manner. Um, but he was also pretty demonstrative with them being ejected uh, from the game. But I also want to believe, I mean, hey, look, you just got to shrug that shit off. Like Kobe had to deal with a majority of his career with people calling him a rapist. You know, like even though the court of law said, you know, no, you're not guilty of this. He still had to deal with the majority of his career being called that. And I have firsthand experience. I actually went to a game uh, when uh, the Lakers played in San Antonio and I'm sitting around a group of fans that just continuously yelling that at Kobe. Um, so I, I just like to believe that you just got to tune some things out and, you know, just kill them with your play on the court. And LeBron did kill them with his play on the court that night. Um, but I think, I think he was doing a bit much, but again, I have no children, so, you know, I can't really, can't go deep into that. Um, I do want to say that this is somewhat shaping LeBron's legacy. Now, granted, he has, like I said, 56 years of, you know, um, play and legacy already built up, but we, it's, it's, what have you done for me lately? That's, uh, how you end is usually how you're remembered. Um, usually, um, like, I mean, obviously Michael Jordan, the wizard years, like, you know, people, if you're a fan of Michael Jordan, them, them shits didn't happen. If you're a detractor of Michael Jordan, then like, you definitely want to highlight those years, um, with Kobe. Uh, his last couple of years, he dealt with injuries. So for a lot of people, Kobe ended his career barely a top 50 player um, at that time. Obviously, we know legacy career wise, he's <laughs> definitely much, much, much higher. But you're starting to get into that territory where LeBron, you don't want to be remembered as the crybaby, crybaby dirty player. Um, and again, he has a lot of things that he's done throughout his career that are going to overshadow this. But these last couple of years... These are what, this is what weighs your legacy in a lot of cases more so than what you've done in the past. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that with Kobe. 
Um, we all know what he was up until what 2012, 2013. Um, but a lot of people focus more on those last three years than the previous 17. So these are very, very big uh, legacy shaping gears for LeBron. So hopefully he doesn't um, fuck that up. I mean, I would love to see it, but you know, whatever, whatever. All right, it's enough of LeBron James. Enough of LeBron James. God, I feel like Skip Bayless. <laughs> ah. Now, like I mentioned, this is Thanksgiving, so I want to briefly talk about I, I, this is another pod that I recorded. I'm doing a lot of recap today, a lot of recap for episodes that I didn't put out. Um, Today's the day to be with your loved ones, people that you're grateful for, thankful for, people that you people that are truly important to you. And as I get older, the saying, you have two families is starting to uh, ring more true. There's obviously your nuclear family, your blood family, the one that you share a last name with, and then there's the family that you choose. And in ideal scenarios, those families are intertwined. But not all scenarios are quote unquote ideal. What is family? Family to me is some someone you can count on, someone that's always there for you. And likewise, you're always there for them and they can always count on you. Now, what I'm starting to notice as I get older is a lot of people will tell you they're there for you. A lot of people will tell you they care for you. A lot of people will say, um, call me if you need something. If you need me, I'll be there. But a lot of cases, that's just words. And with my nuclear family, with individuals in my nuclear family, better yet, I've always known that they were just words, but I always wanted to be wrong when it came to that. Very rarely are you needed when it's convenient for you. Very, very rarely. But if someone is important enough to you, you make the necessary concessions to be there for someone that you say you love. And that has been missing for me um, with my quote-unquote nuclear blood family. Well, half, better yet. Hmm. I guess it would technically be over half. Yeah, I guess it would technically be over half. Um, and I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine. I would say family, brother, um, family that I've chosen. Uh, shout out Jordan. Shout out Jordan and T. Wedding next week. I'll be in there. It's going to be lit. Um, but Jordan was kind of, we, we had a conversation the other day when we were kind of talking about this, this whole thing. Um, because there's people in his life that he considered family, people that he would always be there, be there for, make the necessary concessions to be there for them. But in one of the biggest moments of his life, his wedding uh, next week, um, these people have 
found a way to not be there for him. And Jordan's older than me, definitely more mature than me. Um, and like we all understand that people have their own lives and things going on. So, for, you know, for whatever reason, you can't really always be there for people. But if it's somebody that you truly, genuinely care for, you find a way. So we had a nice little conversation about that, about needing people want, well, I guess, sure, needing people in different ways, shapes and forms and how to deal with the hurt from expecting yourselves out of others. We might even pot about that one of these days. Who knows? But uh, I definitely understand, definitely empathize. And like I said, he's more mature than me. I'm definitely very much uh, petty. Uh, so if I need you and you're not there for me, I relish the opportunity for the tables to be turned so I can intentionally not be there for you. I relish those opportunities. If you're only a friend to someone when it's convenient to you, are you really their friend? As a matter of fact, one of my good friends, I would also consider him a brother, uh, came into town this week. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, his flight got delayed. He was in another city. And um, he didn't tell me his flight got delayed. I thought he was going to be here a couple of days earlier, um, but he ended up getting here later. And I was like, bro, like, if that happened and you needed a ride, like, I would have came and picked you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. You my people. And uh, he was like, oh, good one. I didn't even think about it. Like, you know, whatever. So anyway, the next day when he finally does get into town, he gets into town by 1130 at night. Um, my day is winding down. I'm getting ready to go to sleep and I get a call from him. I'm like, oh, okay, what's up, man? He's like, hey, man, I'm at the airport. Thank you can pick me up. No, was nowhere close to my mind. No, no, wasn't. No, was never an option. No, no, was never like never a consideration. Like you, my man's, you, my brother, you need me to pick you up. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I get there. As soon as he gets in the car, he's like, hey, man, what I owe you, what I do, like, what, what, how much, like, you know, I appreciate you picking me up. Like, you know, you need gas money, blah, blah. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Bro, you my man. It's like, you know, like, if I wasn't going to do it, I wouldn't have picked up. Like, I would have said, I would have said no. Like, I would have made up some bullshit. Like, no, nah, like, we, we family. Like, this, this is what we do. This is what we do. You've been there for me plenty of times. This is my opportunity to be there for you. This ain't. This ain't nothing like, you know, if you need another ride on the way back or you need anything like, you know, you can call me, you know, you can call me. It is it is what it is. And in that same uh, breath, recently, I had a friend um, that I was calling. It was late at night. Completely different reason. I didn't need anything from them, per se. Um, but they thought that I was in need. And because they thought that I was in need. They didn't answer that call. Now, they were honest with me and telling me, oh, I thought you needed X, Y, Z, and I wasn't trying to do that, so I didn't even answer. And I was just like, oh, you know, it's cool. I understand. I see how it is. But also, at the same time, I'm glad to know where we stand. I'm glad to know where we stand. You can't be there for people when it's convenient for you and think that that's a real relationship. It's not. It's not.
<sighs> All right. I got to get into this real quick. I got a serious beef with Thanksgiving. Well, the food, better yet. I have a serious beef with it. I, I may have even said this before on the pod a long time ago, but whatever. If you've been an avid day one listener, then this will be a repeat. But if this is, if you're a first time listener, first of all, subscribe. Um, you know, really helps, really helps trying to blow this shit up. Um, and tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your friends to tell their friends. Tell them to tell them to tell them to tell them. Tis the season. Spread the word. But you got your traditional Thanksgiving food. You got your turkey, your dressing, your cranberry sauce. I think those are the only, you know, universals. I mean, for black people, I would hope and assume that there is, you know, some macaroni and cheese, some sweet potatoes. Oh, sweet potato pie, I guess. Sweet potato pie. Um, but here's the thing. Does anybody really like turkey and dressing and cranberry sauce and all that shit? Now, I'm not saying you hate it or you, you know, just are vehemently against it. Yeah, I probably said that weren't wrong. It is what it is. Vehemently against it. But here's my mindset. Here's how I see it. If I really fuck with turkey and dressing, like if that's really my shit, why the fuck are we eating it one day a year? I don't fuck with that shit. I'm not saying it's bad because, again, you only eat it once, twice a year. But I would love much, much more. In the, in, in the future, my Thanksgivings will not be the traditional Thanksgivings. In my Thanksgivings, we're going to eat what the fuck I like. The things I enjoy eating any day of the year. Like, I really wish I was with my Louisiana family because I know they're doing it for real, for real. But, like. We, I don't like. I feel like we just having turkey because we think that's what the fuck we supposed to have. Fuck what we supposed to have. Let's eat what the fuck we like. I want some fish. I want some fried fish. I want some dirty rice. Yeah, I want that mac and cheese. I mean, like, I want some. I want some chicken wings. Like, I like meatloaf. Like, let's like, let's fry some chicken. Like, a hell, I like fajitas. Let's have fajitas. We can have. We can have fucking burgers. Like, that's that's my shit. That's my shit. Pasta. Love pasta. Love pasta. That's my shit. Shout out Carinos. I love pasta. But just, I hate, I fucking hate doing things just because we think that's what the fuck we're supposed to do. Who the fuck said this is what the fuck we're supposed to do? The pilgrims and the Indians, they only had turkey and shit because that's all the fuck they had. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas didn't know about deep frying some shit. Them niggas won't fry no catfish. I would love some blackened fish. I would, uh, I would, uh, I would kill that shit too. A little crawfish etouffee on that shit. Some gumbo, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I know a lot of other families do. Like, they, they, they do Thanksgiving a lot of all types of ways. That might be including all the things I'm already saying. But my family's traditional as fuck. Fuck these traditions. Like for real. Let's make our own shit. I'm dead as a generational curse. I'm breaking that shit. I'm breaking that shit. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. My kids will not know what the fuck turkey is. That's on God. I just need to get that out there. I just need to get that out there. Like, if you really fuck with turkey, why don't we have Sunday dinners with turkey? You know what I'm saying? No, you don't? Well, whatever, whatever. I'm venting right now. I'm venting. 
Anyway, um, I do need to get this episode out, so I'm going to be including the weekly picks for NFL. What are we in? Week 12, I think. Week 12. Uh, I was. What did I do last week? Let me see. Oh, I should already have this set of four and three. So I am currently 64 and 26. Again, 54% is what they say is good for, you know, the professional head handicappers. And I'm 64 and 26. You do the math. Just saying. All right. So let's get into it. Oh, damn. I don't have an underdog. I didn't look for an underdog. Oh, well, fuck it. We're, we're live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Um, first game up, I got the Bengals at Pittsburgh. Well, actually, I don't know who's home in a way. I always write the team that I fuck with versus who they're playing. So I got the Bengals versus Pittsburgh. If you've been listening to all these, you know how I feel about the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I love T Higgins. I know it's T Higgins now. Uh, Tyler Boyd is a really underrated receiver. CJ Azuma, Joe Mixon. I love that offense. I love that offense. And on the opposite side, I do not fuck with Ben Roethlisberger at all. Like I honest, I honestly never did. And I mean, yeah, fuck. God damn, Big Sean always performing with the Lions play. I do not fuck with Big Ben at all. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. So with that being said, go Bengals. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. Also. For fantasy purposes, like Najee Harris is cool, but I don't fuck with Najee Harris ever since he said he looks up to Abby Wambach or whatever that fucking soccer player is. Like, nigga, you know good and like you pandering ass bitch. You know good and goddamn well you are not looking up to no god. I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. You know what the fuck it is. You know I hate I hate these pandering ass niggas, dog. Like. I know, like, it's real easy to manipulate y'all, y'all, like, it's real, it's real fucking easy, like, I can easily say the PC bullshit, and, like, have y'all like, oh, yeah, the, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty, fuck that, if that was a black man, it definitely would have ended differently, Donald Trump is a racist, I, like, I can say all of that bullshit, like, I believe a woman can do anything a man can do, <laughs> alright, I went a little bit too far right there, I went a little bit too far, but, like, you know what I'm saying, I, anybody can say that pandering bullshit, Say was real. You know that shit. Man, I ain't going to do it. Let me stick back with these picks. Let me stick with these picks. All right. I'm rocking with the Bengals, period. Next game up, we got the Bucks at the Colts. So I've learned to never. Tom Brady is truly a GOAT. Truly, truly, truly a GOAT. Um, when I was younger, um, I hated Tom Brady, mostly because I was a Rams fan. And that started off his whole, you know, reign of greatness. Um, but you, you're truly a GOAT. When I go from hating you, like strongly, strongly, strongly hating you to respecting the fuck out of you. Like, in my opinion, you truly, you truly a goat. Um, LeBron hasn't done that for me yet. Um, but this, this nigga, this nigga, Tom Brady, I'm never going to bet against that man. The, his offense, if healthy, unquote, even if they're not healthy, because he's done great things with less. But Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. I fuck with, obviously, Antonio Brown. Tyler Johnson is nice. Gronkowski. I've been a fan of O.J. Howard since Alabama. Cameron Brace. I, like, he has weapons galore. And the defense, solid. And they are, like, one of the best defenses in the NFL against the run. And that's really the best thing that the Colts do. So, Jonathan Taylor, he had a hell of a game last week. He's been having a hell of a season since Derrick Henry's hurt. I believe he's leading the league in rushing yards. But if the best thing that you do on offense is run the ball and the best thing that the Bucks do on defense is stop the run, 
Now the game turns into Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I'm not going to say anything negative about him, but I will say Tom Brady has his number and has the weapon. I won't say has his number. Tom Brady is better, in my opinion, and has way better weapons. I love Michael Pittman. Shout out USC. Fight on. But after that, it gets pretty thin, in my opinion. Just saying. So I'm rocking with the Bucks. Next game, we got the Panthers and the Dolphins. Hopefully that game is in Carolina. If it's in Miami, Cam might be living the life. He might be a little bit too hype. You know what I'm saying? He's back in the league. He's starting. He out here doing his thing again. Hey, we in Miami with it. So it could be a little. If I was going to do an underdog pick, depending on where the game is, I should, you know, write that down for the future. Um, But that could be a sneaky game. I'm a little bit worried about that one. But at the end of the day, we got Cam Newton versus Tua. Is how I look at it. And then I look at the best skill position. Christian McCaffrey. I'll take Christian McCaffrey versus anybody on their defense. Anybody. So, hey, look, I'm offensive-minded. I love offense. Fuck a defense. Honestly, if you lose the game, it's because you had to punt. If you don't have to punt, you should never lose a game. Period. If you don't have to punt, you should never lose a game. Coach Rodgers instilled that into me very early. He told us back in the day, hey, if we punt, expect to lose. That nigga was right. Every time we ran off the field to punt, it could be the first quarter of a game. If we ran off the field to punt, in my mind, I was like, well, it is what it is. I mean, obviously, we're going to continue to play, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. If we punt, expect to lose. How you average 35 points a game and go 5-5 five and five when your defense gives up 50? All right. Anyway. Uh, next game up, I got, I don't know how I do this. I this like, I did not plan on going this long, y'all, but I really fuck with you for listening. Subscribe! Subscribe! If you've came this far, and you've listened thus far, and you not subscribe, what the fuck are you doing, dog? Support your boy! Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends. If you're here for the picks, I'm 6426. I'm doing something right. Tell your fucking friends! Anyway. Um, let's see. Next game up, Patriots versus Titans. So I was very hype on the Titans. Um, they are what eight and three or something like that. They're doing their thing all year. Granted, they lost Derrick Henry. And if I was as stubborn as people would like to say, I would continue to rock with the Titans. But I see what's taking place the past couple of weeks. They did win the first couple of games without Derrick Henry, but it's now the Ryan Tannehill show. All right, Wesley, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. I'm not too confident anymore. Um, Patriots, um, Bill Belichick has handled much better quarterbacks. So Now, granted, they are going against Mike Munchak. Mike Munchak is a Belichick disciple somewhat. I think it's Mike Munchak, right? No. Uh, what's the nigga? Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel? Vrabel. Vrabel. Pretty sure Vrabel. Um, anyway, um, he's learned under Bel- uh, Belichick, but Belichick should know him. He taught him damn near everything he knows. Played under him. And uh, I'm not going to say Mac Jones is better than Ryan Tannehill. I would still rock with Ryan Tannehill in this instance. But it's Mac Jones versus the Titans defense and Ryan Tannehill versus Bill Belichick's defense. So because of that, I'm going to rock with the Patriots. It might be a time of possession game. Patriots are good at that. They can win in a multitude of ways. Always have been. So I'm going with the Patriots. Next game up, we got the Eagles at the Giants. All right, Wesley, I already threw you a bone and said I was wrong with Ryan Tannehill, so I'll go ahead and give you this one, too. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, solid quarterback. Daniel Jones, eh. Saquon is back. So he can, I think, wow, that's hard to say. I think Saquon has to have a pretty 
big day for them to be successful. Um, and Jalen Hurts, honestly, the Eagles just have to not give up a lot of points. Jalen Hurts finds ways to win in a whole. Like last week, he ran for three touchdowns. Like if they, if they're in the red zone, I like I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Um, I don't like any of their skill positions like at all. But Jalen Hurts is like a great value, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's like a great value, Lamar Jackson. So, I'm going to rock with them. And, and again, it's the Giants. So, you know, I ain't fucking with that defense at all. And speaking of Lamar Jackson, my last game, we got the Ravens at the Browns. Lamar Jackson, primetime, the 720 NBC game, I believe, is going to put on a fucking show. As a matter of fact, if I'm remembering correctly, I think last year on Monday Night Football, when he, like, had the concussion or whatever, came back and, like, all that, I think that was against the Browns as well. And I think that, like, came back from down, like, 14 or some shit. Look, man, I I want to believe this game's going to be a shootout for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lamar has had Baker's number for a while. And I, I said it back in that draft. I think it was a 2018 draft. Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in this draft. I think it's pretty clear now, but the Browns have to be happy with that. They have Baker because they did spend a number one pick on him. And uh, they did look a little bit better, like a little addition by subtraction by getting rid of Odell. I don't really personally understand that because I still say Odell's the best receiver in the NFL. Um, but yeah, Lamar Jackson put on a show. He's been winning all year. He's my NFL MVP as of now, and I think he's going to continue to do that. But that's just me. Again, subscribe. Tell your friends. If you made it all the way, this has been 30-something minutes. I only planned for like 10 I be talking, you be listening, tell your friends, it is what it is, subscribe, I'm going to get that episode with Steven up as soon as possible, it's going to be a lot of work, a lot of fucking work, honestly, like, you just listen to it, honestly, that episode, I'm going to be completely honest with you, it's probably going to take me about three to four hours to produce, I wouldn't need to do all that at Riverside and fuck me over, <sighs> But it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Well, whatever. I don't speak for all, but I do speak for most. It's been politically incorrect. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I am so, so, so sorry. Overtime. Overtime. I forgot about this whole Tanya versus Angela thing. I have to address it. I have to address it on the pod. Okay. So, look. They have this graph. I put it on my story, but if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, fellas, who you choosing? And it has two women and it has like some qualities about them. Um, so on one side, we have Angela. She's 31 years old. No kids. An attorney that makes 100K a year. Doesn't like sports or pets. High maintenance. Her sex game is average. Her mother hates you. And she was raised in the suburbs. Okay. And then we have Tanya. 33 years old, has a nine-year-old son. She has no job, but she's going to nursing school. She loves sports and pets. She's an ex-stripper. Her sex game is immaculate. Her son likes you, and she was raised in the projects. <sighs> so, I'm going to go ahead and address this. Um, if you know me, you know that I'm not fucking with single mothers at all, by any means. If you have a kid, you are, uh, I don't see you. I don't see you. Like, you don't exist. Like, that's just simple, plain as day. That's the way I've always been about it. Like, always, 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 always been about it. 
Um, if you have a kid, well, yeah, I'm just not playing that game. Not at all. There's plenty more games to play. I'm not playing that one. Uh, so, so far, I would give Angela the edge. She's two years younger and has no kids. All right. Good. I like that, Angela. All right. Now, next we have she's an attorney that makes 100K a year. Meanwhile, Tanya has no job and she's going to nursing school. Well, here's the thing. If you're an attorney, first of all, you definitely like to argue. Now, when the episode with Steven comes out, you'll hear how we like to uh, how we like uh, bitches that argue. Um, but at it, at a certain point in time, it does get annoying. And um, uh, if you have, if you're with an attorney who's used to winning in court, she's not going to be used to losing outside of court, especially to someone that she doesn't see as an equal. That's, you know, not an attorney. So you have to be an attorney for you to even, and that just kind of speaks towards the hypergamy right there in itself. Um, you have to be an attorney, an attorney to deal with this bitch. Um, also, you know, the more money a woman makes, you know, she, uh, hypergamy, 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 hypergamy. Um, so yeah, her pool is already limited, but you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Tanya, no job. She's going to nursing school. Okay. Okay. Look. I don't fuck with you not having a job, but you have something that's taking up your time. That's really the key. We really don't give a fuck if you have a job. We just want something to occupy your time. Because if you have free time, all you're going to be doing is annoying the fuck out of me or thinking about some bullshit that I'm doing, allegedly. So I like that she has some, she's ambitious. I like that. I like that. Not at all. But in this instance, I like that. Point for, ta- uh, point for Tanya. So right now, for me, they're tied. I'm not fucking with the single mother, but she's not a fucking attorney. I like that. Right now, we tied. 1-1. One, one. Now, Angela, she doesn't like sports or pets. Meanwhile, Tanya loves sports and pets. So, okay, boom. Let's talk about it for a second. I don't fuck with pets. I hate pets. Fuck a pet. So we good on, we good on that front. We good on that front with Angela. Um, now Tanya loves pets. That's cool. As long as she doesn't have any, cause I'm not bringing any, we're not going to have pets Bet you love sports. Okay. Now I need to go a little bit deeper into your background of why you love sports, because we're going to get here in a second. You were ex stripper. Like you over here, fucking athletes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, yeah, you know, I just, I just need to know why, what's your background and why you love sports. But Angela doesn't like sports. You don't have to like sports. Just allow me to like sports. Allow me to love sports. Allow me the freedom to watch the game and be happy with watching the game. And like, you don't have to watch the game with me. Ideally, you don't. But bitches hate doing shit on their own. We're going to talk about that. Uh, me and Steven talked about that. I, I'm, we're going to have that episode up. I'm going to have the episode up. It's going to take me a while, but the episode's going to be up. Um, So if I have to pick with these two options, we have doesn't like sports and love sports. And because bitches hate doing shit on their own, I'm going to have to rock with the bitch that like that little sports because at least we can watch sports together. Now, again, how much you how knowledgeable you are about the sport, that's going to be a little bit of a red flag for me. But I'll deal with that red flag because that red flag's not as big as the bitch that don't fuck with sports. So, boom. Now, we have Angela. She's high maintenance. That's kind of a given because she's a lawyer. And then we have Angela or Tanya, the ex stripper. I'm not a fan of you being an ex stripper by any means. Extra for high maintenance. I'm high maintenance. 
but we can't have two high maintenance people. We got to balance each other out. You know what I'm saying? We got to have the, you know, duality of things. If somebody's high maintenance, we got to, you got to be with a low maintenance person. So ah, that's going to have to cancel out Ta Angela. Now, Tanya, how long ago were you a stripper? Were you a stripper in the same city? How much was you really like, how deep were you in the stripping thing? And was you fucking the clients? I have questions, but I mean, damn, how are you going to be a stripper and not be high maintenance? Well, we just know Angela's high maintenance is a whole different level because of the other qualities that we've already discussed. So I'm going to go with the stripper. She's a stripper, naked, dancing, but she begging me to wife her. Um, and, and again, before I finish, neither of these situations are ideal, but just given the two that we have, this is what we're working with. So just make sure that's clear. Now, boom, we have Angela. Sex is average. Tanya, sex is great. I want to know what's the predicator on great sex by a woman because we can nut with anything. So I'm guessing they're saying Angela won't make you nut. But if she want like again, like it's not really up to her. It's really not up to her. It's up to it's up to me. But fuck it, we'll just take it. Um Tanya, sex is great. That's what they say, so boom, we're gonna go with that. We're gonna go with that. Boom. Tanya, you got that. Uh let's see, let's see. Mother hates you, son likes you. Now, I already said fuck the whole single mother thing, but it is a son. That's a bonus. He likes me. All right, we can work with that. We can work with that. If it was a daughter, then we might have to cancel this whole bitch out. But it's a son and he likes me. All right, we can we can deal we can deal with that. That's a more ideal situation. But if the mom hates you, honestly, I don't give a fuck about her mom. Fuck her family, to be completely honest with you. So really, this is only a factor if she's really, really close with her family, really, really close with her mom. If she's really close with her family, close with her mom, then that's going to raise issues going forward. But ideally, we going to pull you away from your family. Fuck your family. Like, a thousand percent. Fuck your family. We can't say fuck your son because, like, that's your son. So I might have to give the edge to Angela in this one. I just might have to do that. I don't really give a fuck how your mom feels about me as long as you feel the way that you do about me, to be honest. Fuck your family. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Now, we got raised in the suburbs first raised in the projects. Now, if you're raised in the projects, you got project tendencies. She was raised in the suburbs. I was raised in the suburbs. So we got a little bit more in common. Uh, now that I'm actually talking this through, because when I was looking at it, I had a different point of view. But now that I'm actually talking this through, Angela doesn't seem too bad. It's just the whole attorney making a hundred k a year. That's that's just the that's the thing because like a woman's money don't mean shit to a man because you're still expected to be the provider. Now again, there are your one-off snowflakes where you know that's not the case. She's actually an understanding bitch and all that shit, but. More times than not, that's not the case. It's not. It's not. Let's just be honest. It's not. So, and she already going to have that superiority complex by being a, an attorney. Uh, meanwhile, Tanya is a bit more down to earth. Like, she a stripper. She going to nursing school. She already got a kid. She a bit more grounded. And the sex is great. Yeah, we got to go with Tanya. We got to go with Tanya. Yeah, yeah. Tanya, Tanya wins. Tanya wins, yo. It is what it is. Uh, Yeah. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. I don't speak for most, but I do. Hold on. Fucking it up. I really do be fucking the show. Oh, yeah. I don't speak for all men, 
but I do speak for most men. We pick we pick and Tanya. This has been politically incorrect. Thank you for listening. Over time.